You made it. Hey, you're here. You've showed up. I thought you would. I knew you would. My money was on you. Hey, welcome to the show where we're going to talk about today that topic that will help you to get to the place where you want to get and take your team there. Hey, you have joined your extremely talented and delightful podcast host and leading advocate for helping you become better at decision making, relationship management, and work performance. So, hey, it's great to have you here today, and we are in for a great, great moment. Yes, my friend, we are. Yes, my friend. My friend, my friend, my friend, we get a street So we are going to dig into that and you're going to hear more of that. So stay tuned. Make sure that you're strapped in as we get ready for Blast Off. So here we go. Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kings Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot. And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to talk about the entrepreneurial mindset of great leaders. Because it is so important to understand that if you are going to be a great leader, it's absolutely necessary for you to have an entrepreneurial mindset. But not only that, it's also important that you have certain characteristics that really all these great leaders do possess and they actually show these in how they lead. You study great leaders, you watch their interaction or listen through whatever means you have at your disposal about these great leaders and what is what sets them apart? Well, there are five characteristics that, 
that do set, set them apart. Before we dive into that, which I know that you want to get into, which I, I want to get into myself, I must take this moment to say thank you for listening to the Kings LeGrand Show. If this is your first time, I want to say a big thank you for joining us. And we've been waiting for you and been wondering where you've been. Why haven't you gotten here yet? Come on now, fess up. (laughs) Well, okay, I'm going to give you a pass because you're here. That's the important thing so we can roll with that. So thank you for being here and make certain that you come back second, third, fourth, fifth, and keep on coming. But don't be selfish. Bring somebody with you. Tell someone about this show so they too can enjoy what it is you have been enjoying all this time. Now, if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth time, umpteenth time, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, a big thank you. You are the one that has made this show what it is and continue to be the success that we are now experiencing. I, I just can't say a big enough thank you for that. And I do appreciate you being here. I don't take it for granted because you could have been anywhere else. Other podcasts are out there, but here you are. And I do appreciate it. So, hey, thank you. And I do want to say thank you as, as well because you might be the one of those who have actually left a review and rating on Apple Podcast. A big thank you for that. I do appreciate that because that's how I know this show is making a difference. But not only that, that is a way that others who are looking for a show like this can find it. And I'm sure that you want them to to experience what it is you have been experiencing for some time. And by my friend, as you 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 who have been here know this, this show has been brought to you by Kingspire Communication, where we help leaders get higher engagement, productivity, and retention of their best people through coaching, speaking, keynote speaking, and training. And if you're interested in finding out more, head over to Kings Legrand. Just don't head over. Run over there. Okay, come on. Let me hear you. Those are your health beat. Come on. Okay, there you go. Now I know you're running over there to kingslegrant.com. K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com. And make sure you connect with us. And so we can actually find a way to serve you if that is something that you are interested in. Now, with that said, my friend, let's dive into the five characteristics that I believe that Great leaders possess, right, not only an entrepreneurial mindset, that is important. And that that is important for a number of reasons. When I get into characteristics, you'll see why. But I also um, want you to follow and, and see as I outline and list these five characteristics of the entrepreneurial mindset to see if you're missing any. So track with me and as you do, ask yourself the question, do you possess this one or that one? And how is that showing up in your life, in your leadership? How are the people who are being led by you benefiting from that? How are they becoming better as a result of your leadership? How are you building capacity in them for times like we've experienced in 2020 
And that's all I need to say because you know what that is, the pandemic and the COVID. And it, t- it takes special preparation for something like this, which is so unexpected, right? But companies, organizations that are making it, that are surviving, that are going to come out stronger and better, are those who went in prepared, not knowing something like this would happen. Because who can prepare for these moments? No, nothing really, you know, there's not a book that tells you. And, and, and it's unexpected, right? But here's the thing. As a leader, you're always in preparation mode. You're preparing for the unexpected. You're preparing for moments like these. But how do you prepare? Well, you'll see in these five characteristics because inside of that, you'll find the preparation that is that takes place even without anything pending, right? Whether it's a merger, uh, a change, a crisis, whatever it is. So let's dive into these five characteristics. Now, they are not in any particular order. So I did not number them one to five and just say this is the most important. No, all five of them happen to be great characteristics. So let's first dive into the one that I have as number one. The number one great leaders who have an entrepreneurial mindset, they're known for being, number one, positive. Positive. Now, I want to briefly say something about this because I, I'm i going to do a, a full episode on this very soon. And I, 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 we've come through or going through as this show is going out, COVID-19 is still around and we have the pandemic. Some places are still shut down. Cities are shut down. Business places are shut down. A lot of virtual work is being done. And so a lot of Zoom and other virtual platforms are benefiting. So in, in, in all times like this, somebody, somewhere, a company, a person, fare very well, right? Because this is their season. This is their time. But the leadership we're seeing around in this time of COVID by different sectors of our society, of our world, right? We have the health in healthcare, the leaderships, leadership there as far as what's being said to us, what's being mentioned to us. One day is one thing, another day is another thing. So there's a, you know, you wonder sometimes, how has that been you know, where's the leadership there? And and sometimes what we see is, okay, we understand it's a virus that no one really knows about or is getting to know about, and I get it. And you're getting new information. But how is it being handled? That's the kind of leadership that I'm looking for. Now, one thing I've seen, and this is where they, they may sound controversial, but I'm going to say it because I believe that because of, of all the the drama and the theatrics around certain personalities and because of the media and this the, you know the skew in media and just what they want you to know and hear right which I I am just really detested and I'm over it you know I'm so thankful that I'm not hooked on media mainstream media for example I'm so glad that I can get information and I hope you are doing this yourself. I can get information from so many different sources. So I'm never behind, right? I very, very rarely watch any kind of mainstream media as far as news and information because I don't trust them. I really don't trust media as it stands today. Hopefully they can rectify 
remedy that remedy that and and come back. But one of the things I've seen is I want to speak about our the president of the United States, President Trump, and and his leadership. Now I'm not being political. I'm not being political, right? So I don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not in any way siding with one party over the other. I want to cite an observation. Because one of the things I've advocated for and I've seen in books, I've seen in in my own research and my study of leadership and emotional intelligence, and I've seen by being a leader myself and leading people, and and I really have interviewed a, a host of people, and there is something that I've heard often, I've said myself, I have read, I've researched, and that is leaders are those who are positive in their how they position themselves, the things that they say to their people, how they lead from a positive positioning rather than one that brings fear and anxiety among their people. As you might have known by now that I'm a psychotherapist, so my training has been in the mental health area. And what I do know about the brain is that there's that emotional brain that causes us to become anxious easily when something triggers it. And so as a leader, one of the things you're called upon to do, and great leaders do, is, and again, I'm not speaking about everything that a leader does. I'm speaking about this one aspect of that great leader, and that is uh, is having a positive outlook and maintain a positive mindset. Because what happened is, you want to make sure that people around you see you as one who believe that things can be better, who believe that you can make it through where you're going. And that's how the brain works, right? Our brain gets the, the message from us if, we're, if we are seen and sensing, sensing danger, harm, pain, and it tries to protect us. So our brain goes into anxiety mode. And that's how people are in, in general. When we hear, when we have a leader um, who is actually leading from a position of that's anything but positive. Now, it doesn't mean they're, they're not facing reality. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be truthful. It doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, look at things and, and, be, and be real. But you can, have, you can do all those things and still find a way to frame what is happening in a very positive way. And I've seen President Trump done that and being criticized for it. The very thing that we advocate for in leadership. And if you are a leader and you are leading your people in crisis moments, transition, mergers, and don't find a way to somehow um, telegraph to them that everything's going to be okay, then your leadership is, gonna, is brought into and should be brought into question. Because you don't want your people to somehow begin to exhibit anxiety and fear and and no longer are are able to perform as they ought to because they're more thinking about survival, what's going to happen to them. Actually, I'll give you an example. I'm working with someone and this person that is, you know, I'm working with and have been working with is going through a transition, a change in their in their work. And so as part of the coaching that I've been doing is helping them navigate this season of their lives and in a way where anxiety does not overtake them. 
And so what my job as a coach is to help them frame their experience in a manner that it's seen rather than so negative and the worst case scenario is to find a positive spin because every negative has a positive. You cannot have a negative without a positive. So no no matter what's happening in the world or in your space, your environment, your workplace, as a leader, you've got to find a way to frame what's happening in a positive manner. That is maintaining a positive attitude, right? And it's not mean that you've been naive. I mentioned that. It's not mean that you are somehow removed from removed from reality and somehow acting as if it's not happening. No, it's not means you're going to be naive. Um, it, it means that you are looking at the situation, the challenges, not as obstacles, right? Not as obstacles, but as as I mentioned earlier, opportunities, right? Opportunities that's providing itself or presenting to you a way to learn something, a way to improve on something, a way to to dig deep and find what's available and how to use that. You know, in my book, The Immortaligent Leader, which I hope you have a copy of that or get a copy, The Immortaligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Fail and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow. That's the title. Kind of lengthy, but it tells you what it's all about. I outline seven essential traits of leadership. And one of those traits I talk about is leadership is partnership and leadership. Or two, let me mention two. Leadership is partnership and leadership is relationship. In those two chapters, I go into the idea of building relationship with your people in such a way that they get to know, like, and trust you, right? They get to know, like, and trust you. And when you are, in a sense, in a crisis mode, then because they've known, like, and trust you, they're going to believe that what you're saying and how you are leading, they're going to, they can get through this no matter what happened. So that's the way I was coaching this person and helping them to see another way to look at things. And because I built trust with them, of course, in my, my coaching relationship, and now they're able to now take what I'm sharing with them and coaching them through and relieving themselves of the anxiety, not just them, but also their family, their family. So that positive characteristic of, of leadership is where it's entrepreneurial. It's entrepreneurial because entrepreneurs tend to see not what is not happening, but what could happen and what is happening, right? So they look at what the opportunity, how can I make this work? How can I take what's happening and make something good out of it? You know, it's a whole idea of if you've been handed a lemon, make lemonade, right? Make lemonade, so you find what you're being handed and make something good. That only comes when you have a positive mindset. But that mindset um, belongs to an entrepreneurial. I mean, it's, well, let, let's not belong me exclusively. I'm simply saying an entrepreneur who is successful will have a positive mindset to face setbacks because they know it's going to come. They know it's going to come. And they're prepared that when it comes, they ag- acknowledge it. And then they find a way to get around, over, under, however, get around that obstacle. They know that. And that's one of those things, one of those traits or characteristics that great leaders possess. Question, how are you, how would you grade yourself in this area, this trait 
these characteristics of, of um, leadership, being positive. Where are you on that scale? Okay, let's move to the second one. Now, I won't spend, I hope I don't spend as much time. I don't plan to on the other four because this, we could be here for a few hours. <laughs> I don't want this to be a longer than needed episode. Number two, the, char- the second characteristic I have or second trait I have of a great leader who have an entrepreneurial mindset is they are known for being persuasive, persuasive. Now, I was speaking to someone and this person was telling me that and they're in a relationship and they're being accused by their partner that they it's their way or the highway. They, they don't want it to be any other way but their way. So I, I asked this person who is sharing with me that their partner is saying that to them. I said, well, how, how far off are they with that statement? You know, are they close? Are they, are they you know, way off? Or are they really um, accurate in their assessment? The person said, well... You know, they're they're to some degree they're right, but I'm not I don't see it that way. I said, How do you see it? The person said, I see it as me being very persuasive. Okay, say so, okay. So what's the difference? I asked. Well, I, I, I want to persuade them because they probably don't see it the way that I see it, that they need to see it. <laughs> now if you get confused about that, me I was at for a brief moment. So I said, well, so you're trying to persuade that person to change how they're seeing things so they can see it your way? Oh. And so when they say that it's your way or the highway or, or no other way, um, what's the difference? And this person had a hard time until they, they're thinking, oh, you, you know, you're right. <laughs> so when I'm talking about the, the characteristic of being persuasive, which is an entrepreneurial mindset, is how to use a skill of persuasion, not to bend someone and break them, right? It's not to hammer them, not to coerce them, not to beat them down. That's not persuasion. That's abuse. That is abuse of power. That is verbal abuse. And you ought to be going to, I need to send you to see um, some kind of, you know, the, 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 um, the powers that be that deal with verbal abuse. (laughs) So I'm not talking about that, right? I'm talking about the idea of being able to bring clarity. You're so believing what you're seeing and experiencing and have experienced and know what is possible. Can you see it so clearly that you can sell? It's all about selling an idea in a very clear, concise way. It's a way that the person truly is won over to your side, not because they were bullied over, because some leaders do that, right? Some leaders try to bully others over. That's not persuasion. That's really what it is, bullying. That's not persuasion. It's gently persuading. It's relationally persuading. It is skillfully using soft skills. It's listening persuading. It's all the skill sets, right? It's immortality. Right, emotional intelligence is immortality persuading, meaning your self-awareness, your um, managing your emotions and the others' emotions around you. It is uh, others' awareness and relationship management, all the aspect of emotional intelligence, the four quadrants. Right, is using those skills to truly 
persuade. So you're persuading, but at the same time, gauging what you're doing. Because you don't want to persuade and hurt and damage others in the process. Because that would not be healthy or helpful, would it? So persuasion is one where you're, all your senses are activated, right? Your five senses. You're, you're in the present moment. Your awareness is high, right? Your self-awareness, right? Your, your ability to, to manage what it is you're aware of, your own emotions. As you manage your emotions and regulate your emotions through the process, right? Understand and regulate your emotions and manage them as you're doing that. But then in the context of the people you're working with, so you don't want to just be so self-absorbed that you're not, you're kind of, you know, oblivious of other people's feelings and um, the feedback you're receiving, the nonverbals. All of those things are going to be very important. But persuasiveness is so key because you want to make sure that people around you get um, what it is that you're trying to say, right? Number three, number three is self-motivated. They are known for being self-motivated. Now, why did I just, I put the word self there and not simply say motivated? Well, because motivation, (laughs) let me put it this way. I believe motivation is overrated at times, right? Why? Because how it's been presented is as if you need motivation to get things done. Well, yes and no. Know in that if you wait for motivation, the chance is you're never going to get it. And if you never get motivation based upon that equation or that sequential idea of how things are done, you're not going to get things done, right? Because people would say, I don't feel motivated. Well, okay. So if you don't feel motivated, you're not going to get things done, aren't you? That's based upon that, based upon that idea, right? That mindset. What I find is that when you are action active, you're taking action steps. And if I ask this question of you, isn't it true that when you start doing something that you may not feel like doing initially and you see you're making some progress and getting some things done, what happens? Don't you feel a sense of motivation to do the next thing and the next thing? Because you're accomplishing something. So you are now triggered to want to to get things done so your brain works alongside you and you're motivated. So it has to be something self-motivated where you train yourself to internally decide and take action steps. For example, doing this podcast, sometimes I don't feel motivated and I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Some days I don't feel motivated to get this podcast, this show out. As a matter of fact, some days I feel discouraged because I keep on putting content and content after content. And sometimes the return on the investment of time and energy and all of those things just isn't there as equal, right, right away. And I get that. I understand podcasts and that's why I love it because I, I do it and I want to be of service and bring value. And I just love this idea of teaching and training. So I, I'm, I, I enjoy doing this. But some days I don't feel like it. But here's what happened. Once I get behind the microphone and begin to speak. Now, I don't really write my notes out. I don't write out like, you know, all the things I'm going to say. No, I have some bullet points sometimes. And I share. I begin to just speak about those topics. 
because I find it comes easier, it's, it flows from me, and it's more natural. That's how I operate. So, but once I get going and I, I, get, I crack the first, hey, about this show and I begin to introduce this show and welcome you to the show, boy, I'm telling you, I, am, I'm, I feel like I'm going. Something, something um, uh, clicks for me and motivation just flows. So self-motivated, it means that that great leader knows how to get things started. They know how to start things. They know if they start things, the chance is they'll finish it. Now, I know it's not always true that some people start things and never finish, never finished. But it all depends on what you're doing, because if you don't love and is not passionate about things, uh, the chance is you're not going to finish those things. If you're doing it because others are telling you or forcing you to do it, it ain't going to be done. You know, it ain't going to be finished. And I know that. I know that. But great leaders, this characteristic, this characteristic of self-motivation, it simply means they know how to dig deep and get things started. And they know once they get started, they can, get, they can finish. That is what they know is true about themselves. So self-motivation. Number four, great leaders who have an entrepreneurial mindset, they are known for being curious. Curious. You know, I've, I've said this many times. I've written it in my book, the Immortaligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed, and have spoken at, you know, when I've done speeches or trainings, I tend to go here to this very important aspect of leadership, and that is curiosity. They, they, these leaders know how to be curious, meaning they know how to, to ask the right questions. They know when to ask the right questions. They can read the moment they're in to ask, to become curious, to, to know what their people are, are going through, that curiosity that drives all of that. That's what great leaders are, are known for. They are marked by curiosity. That draws people to them. They're simply saying, hey, I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. But one thing I do know is that by being curious, I'm going to get the answers that I need. This curiosity drives them. This curiosity is what allows them to connect with their people. This curiosity become that, that magnet, that connecting point with their people, right? It allows them to know, to, 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 to know the, the pulse of the organization. It allows them to gauge what's happening. It allows them to see if they're on the right track, right? Because curiosity asks questions, but curiosity allows for great listening, deep listening, active listening, feedback. It allows you to, it's almost like zooming out so you can see what you would have missed if you are always in. And that's what curiosity does. And number five, so we've talked about these leaders are known for being positive, persuasive, self-motivated, curious, and the fifth one is flexible, flexible. This is an important one because this is the one that's needed when things happen that you did not expect. This is the one that's needed that when you find yourself in situations that causes you to feel as if you're frozen. You know, what do I do? 
Where do we go? What's happening? Well, you want to give yourself a few minutes to kind of take in all of that, but not too long. Because it might require you now to, to, to adjust accordingly, which is one of the, the, the um, competencies of emotional intelligence, and that's flexibility. Being able to, to go with the flow, being able to, to not allow yourself to be so single-focused and fixed mindset, as we've heard Carol Dweck in her book, um, talks about this idea of fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And people who are flexible and great leaders, they display a sense of growth mindset. But to be growth mindset, uh, be growth mindset, or to have a growth mindset, let's put it that way, which is entrepreneurial, it requires you to be flexible because you're going to learn from what's happening you want to make changes on the go, on the fly, be spontaneous. You want to be not so rigid because the opposite of flexibility is rigidity. And, and you you know, I, I live in the south, in south Florida where we have hurricanes. And I remember watching one day uh, a palm tree that we had in our front of our home. And I was watching through the window, the, the wind, it was howling and, and blowing and whoosh. I mean, I can't even make the sound how loud it was. It's raining. The wind is blowing. The palm tree is bending. And it's bending and coming back and bending, bend and coming. I'm seeing this back and forth. And I'm thinking, man, this palm tree is going to snap. It's not a thick, trunked palm tree. It's one of those where they can actually flex. It's not like those mammoth, you know, king or queen palms, right? It's one of those where it can, it's, it's kind of skinny and it's, you know, I can't even describe. I don't, I don't know uh, the name kind of um, slipped my mind right now, what palm, they, the, how they label that tree. But anyway, it, it has these little um, nodules on the side and you keep on cutting back, cutting the, the, the palm away as they dry up and it keeps on getting higher. It keep on cutting the palms away as they dry up. You might know what I'm talking about. But anyway, this tree is bending back and forth, back and forth. And I'm thinking any moment it's going to snap and the wind blew at very, very, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour wind and that tree stood the test of times. Why? Why did that palm tree remain standing when other big trees, huge, humongous trunked trees were torn out of the ground or snapped like a matchstick because it was flexible. It was flexible. And that is what leaders who are going to succeed have to do. Great leaders who have an entrepreneur who possesses an entrepreneurial or who possess an entrepreneurial mindset are flexible so they don't break and they don't break others around them because people are following your leadership. They're watching. You know, if the captain is showing anxiety and being scared, they're going to actually become that way themselves. So flexibility rules the day when it comes to moments of crisis, moments of unpredictable situations that come your way, moments where the the, you know, your your staff or your people, something begins to happen and whatever may happen and you have to make quick decisions and not panic, but lead with confidence, 
lead in a positive manner and begin to persuade and be motivated yourself and find curiosity at work. That all ties together. But that's what is going to happen. You've got to be flexible or you're going to break. And that's not what great leaders do. My question to you, as my friend, if we kind of come to the end of this this, um, episode, how did you grade yourself? Which ones are you finding that you're missing? You're not scoring high on. You you fall short of that. Which is there one that comes to mind that you're as you're tracking with me? Where would you say? I would love to hear. I would love to hear if you would take the time to respond. And when I post this show on so, on social media, LinkedIn, especially on LinkedIn, would you join me there and, and make sure you're following me at LinkedIn at Kingsley Grant. All social media platform, just search for Kingsley Grant, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T. And whichever platform you're listening to this show, make sure you you hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episode. But I would love to hear from you in the comments section, right? Which of these five characteristics do you think that you probably... Um, need some work in, and just tell me what it is you're doing from what you listen to on the show that you're going to do differently. What was the thing that was most helpful for you? What did you find most helpful from this episode? I would love to hear. Please make sure you connect with me and then let me know what your thoughts are. And, and please also share this with someone else who needs to hear about the entrepreneurial mindset and the five characteristics that are true of great leaders. Make sure you share with them and have them join the conversation. My friend, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this show and for joining me here on the Kings of Grand Show. And I need to, as you know the drill, we put the show back into the vault. So here we go. Let's put the show back into the vault. Here we go. Here we go. There it is. Now that this show is put back into the vault, I can safely exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute and then say our goodbye. My friend, now take this show, take what you learn, and go and kingspire someone today. Kingspire simply means you're inspiring that person the Kings of Grant way. Ah, there you go. So kingspire someone today. With that said, my friend, peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah. Change your life.